got bad news for you. the jazz jitsu podcast i'm your host jazz ortiz and uh welcome to the video episode we are now on video this will be streaming on youtube uh probably facebook maybe if i can get that working um but we'll still be doing audio just like normal but um today i have a special guest uh one of my longtime friends the person who basically got me started in this whole journey tommy quasi What's, What's happening, up? man? What's going on? What you been up to? Mm, training, really working. I see. What um, what you been working on lately? Uh, a little bit of everything. You know, a little bit of like actual work. You know, going out. You know, working at a mechanic shop, and then after I get off from there, going to the gym, doing some Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, that sort of thing. I see. Very cool. Um, what uh, what has your schedule been like lately? Nonstop. I um. Like I said, I go to work. I wake up about six a.m. Six a.m. That's too yeah, early for me. Yes, yeah, it's, it's too early for me. But you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. You get gotta up. Do what you gotta do. And then uh, after work, get off about four o'clock. Head straight to the gym. Teach kids class. Uh, do an hour of cardio, and then an hour of you know whatever technical class it is that night, plus more cardio. Very cool. Cardio is hardio. Indeed it is. <laughs> so uh, the reason I wanted to have you on was because uh, you got a fight coming up. Can right. you tell me about that? Uh, fight's going to be on May 8th uh, on Derek Brunson's show, The Ultimate Battlegrounds. Um, it'll be in Myrtle Beach at the Landmark Resort. If anyone's interested, we got some tickets. Uh, it's supposed to be good. It's actually going to be more than just fights. It starts at 1 p.m. They got It's a packed day of jiu-jitsu fight. Uh, jiu-jitsu matches and you go into some amateur fights then into some professional fights oh very cool so you'll be uh into the like late into the night right right because right. you'll have a pro fight right very cool and uh who are you going against uh, i'm going against a guy named nelton marsh okay what do you know about him uh seems pretty well-rounded uh he doesn't seem to prefer stand-up or jiu-jitsu he kind of kind of works a little bit of both and he's uh pretty well versed in both I see. I see. Okay. Very cool. Um, what's his record? Uh, I think amateur. I want to say he was four and three. I could be mistaken on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this will be his pro debut, though. So you know that record wipes clean, clean once you hit pro. Very cool. So yeah. it'll be very evenly matched. Right. Right. Because this is what your first or second. This will be my second pro fight. Second. Okay. I couldn't remember. Very awesome, man. Um, what have you added to your game this uh, this fight camp? Uh, not really added much of anything. Uh, more so just improved on what I've already had and kind of built knowledge upon that. You know, my my main focus, I like to do you know a little bit of I say my stand up style is more Muay Thai than anything, mm-hmm. and you know I like to train Jiu Jitsu a lot as well. But um, I'd say if I did change anything or if I want to change anything, it would be that. I feel like now I'm known more as a jiu-jitsu fighter, as a ground fighter, but I do want to make my stand-up known as well. So we're going to see where this fight goes, but obviously I've been training to handle it in both areas. 
Very awesome. Uh, can I get a prediction? How do you how do you see yourself winning? Um, honestly, I'm never good with predictions. I I never know how or what's gonna happen. But I'm definitely not putting in this much work to lose. So I'm going in there to win. You know, any way necessary. Any way necessary. He gonna get fucked up any kind of way. <laughs> any kind of he way. He gonna catch these bows. He gonna catch these kimuras. <laughs> anything. Anything. That's awesome, man. So, um, you said you uh you got a new job. What have you been doing? Uh, work over at uh, Joe Hudson's Collision Center. Uh, got me doing a little bit of everything over there. Been uh been helping out with some paint work, uh, washing cars, detailing them, and helping out with a little bit of body work here and there. That's awesome. That's awesome. It's right, right. definitely a step up from what we were doing previously. You yeah, know? yeah, big step up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I don't know if I've I've told the uh, listeners yet, but uh, me and Tommy used to work together. We uh, we worked at a uh, just changing oil place. I don't know what you call them technically. I don't know what the technical name for it is, but we lube changed oil shop. <laughs> oh yeah, a lube <laughs> shop. That doesn't sound as manly. Yeah, as what we're actually doing. We're no. not just looping up a bunch of guys and then, no. you know, going well, shopping. Jazz wasn't. No, not me. Not not my not my style. Not your forte. That's a, yeah. No, no lube. <laughs> just raw dogging it. <laughs> no lube. But yeah, um we did that for a while and then um I went towards the uh medical field and uh you went towards uh auto body, so so we're doing pretty good for ourselves, you know. Yeah, doing pretty good so far. Doing pretty good. And you, you, you've got a wedding coming up soon. I do, I do, and you're part of it. How I do you know. feel about that? Are you I, excited? I feel honored. I'm very excited. Uh, where I'm dieting, I'm sad. I'm not gonna be able to eat. But I know, uh, I know. It's still gonna be fun. I'm gonna have to get Allison and Amber to show me how to do Copperhead Road again because I'm sure that'll be on the playlist. Oh. It won't be because of me. You can that, be, you can uh, believe that. Don't stop believing. Oh. We we talked about that this week because we uh, they were like, remember back when we used to play that all the time? I'm like, yeah. Used to? Do they yeah. not anymore? No, thank goodness. And oh, don't goodness. don't remind them because oh, I don't I need that play. I don't feel like I'm going to have to. No. <laughs> yeah, man, it's going to be so much fun. And I really hate your fighting because the dessert bar is going to be pretty fucking amazing i know i've uh i've i've had my fair share of being sad at night because i couldn't eat man i tell you what if anything about this fight happens you know i i consider nelton to be a very talented martial artist and you know obviously i'm training to win and he could come in there and beat me too that's very possible but i am very mad at nelton because of that because he is the reason that i have not been able to have pizza Exactly. You know, you know, he's gonna catch these hands because he's making you miss out on yeah, delicious food. He's making me. That's. I think that's my number one motivation against him right now is just I can't eat. I bet you that's the toughest part of uh, fighting someone is finding the anger, like to personally like have a problem with them. Like you know, like you see most guys, they're uh, they find some way to find yeah. something to hate about that fighter. Like for me, I, I've never. It, it's just competition. Yeah, like, I, mean, I imagine it's the same for you. Like it's just competition. Like there's nothing personal about it or anything. That's exactly what it is. Like with my opponents, I try to be. I've I've tried to be friends with pretty much all of my opponents because you know we get in there and it's a mutual thing. We're gonna go in, hit each other in the face a little bit, maybe you know choke one or the other out, go for an arm bar, you know, go for joint locks. And you, but in the cage you can be enemies. It's all business in there, but out of the cage, you know, it's it's different. 
Yeah, I've never uh th- that's never been uh I mean it's it's fun to see with other guys, but like for me that's that's never been my my stick. Yeah. My stick, you know. All business. Yeah. Expect uh but now that he's kept you from delicious food. Oh my goodness. No. Now it's personal. No, Marsh, if you're listening, that's that's the only reason I'm mad at you. Is you've kept me from having pizza and burgers. And that's enough. That's enough that's to catch enough. his hands. That's enough. <laughs> that's awesome, man. But um uh, so you've kept your uh, regular training schedule. How uh, how many days a week are you training? A uh, minimum of four, but um, I try to do like five or six if possible. Uh, on a lot of weekends, I'll head up to the Arlington, Virginia area to go see my girlfriend, and you know we I, we go train at her gym as well. We do a little Muay Thai and Jiu Jitsu up there at Capital MMA, and they're uh, they've helped me out a lot. Very cool. Very cool. Um, are you still training in the gi? I am. I uh, do a little bit of both. Uh, right now, even if I do train in the gi, I try to work some no-gi grips in there. Like, I try to go for less gi chokes, obviously, because, you know, I'm not going to be able to gi choke his collarbone. Um, right. Was, and because no lapel. Right. Like, I try to, you know, grab wrists, go for underhooks, stuff like that. Awesome. Very cool. What do you uh, What do you prefer? Gi? No gi? Um, two eyes. I'm kind of indifferent on both of those. How so? Uh, you, you got benefits in both, and I wouldn't call them downfalls in both, because you know, gi, you got better grips, you got better handles on things, but no gi, you know, I'm I'm a rather sweaty human being when I work out, so I feel like I can slip out of more. I see. Well, what's your uh, well, what do you find more fun? What do you enjoy? Which one do you enjoy more? Um, in terms of enjoyment, I'd say. Probably gi. Gi, really? Mainly because any time that I have trained gi, it's been it's been I feel like more technical than no gi. Like I've I've trained obviously technique in the no gi, mm-hmm. and you know, work and stuff in that. But any time I've trained gi, I feel like it's been more technical than the other. Very cool. See, uh, I've I, I don't know if I told you, but I recently took took a uh, preference to no gi now, just because I've fallen in love with like leg locks and stuff. Yeah. I've just. Uh, I've just been doing no gi, and I've really liked it so far. And um, honestly, I haven't missed gi because it was so many times with uh, gi. I'd be going with bigger people, and they'd get a grip on you, and it's like, oh, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna do anything. There's no point in trying to spin out of this or trying to do some sort of crazy maneuver. No, it's like, not breaking. Yeah, or, or even uh, even guys that were like a little bit bigger than me, I was like, okay, that might be more evenly matched. But they'll have freaking grip strength like crazy. And I'm like, of course, I could work on it and yeah. you know, get better at it. But I'm like, but then I can't, you know, bolo into a heel hook. You know, that's, yeah. that's much cooler. Yeah, that's, I w- that gets the ladies more, you know? <laughs> I you know? will say, uh, in terms of competition, I feel like I like Nogi a little bit more, a little bit better. Like I said, I'm kind of impartial to both because, you know, with Nogi, I feel like there's more fun to be had in the matches i feel like right they're it, they're a little more explosive that way you know if you it, it's going to kind of come down to who does have the more te- more technique because you go in nogi matches and you see a lot more explosive guys who are going to get more tired right and you right. have to rely on that technique you know in terms uh in terms of explosiveness you see a lot of wrestlers in nogi. oh yeah you'll see them have uh a lot of success fast yeah like um, one example is uh, have you heard of uh, Nick Rodriguez? 
I've heard, yeah. He's having a, uh, now. Also, it's not just because he's a wrestler. He's actually really, really good. He's yeah, training. Yeah. He trains with Gordon Ryan on a daily <coughs> basis, but um, he's had a lot of success. Noki. I mean, right now he's probably top five uh, in his weight class. Wow. And he hasn't even been doing jiu-jitsu, I think, less than five years. That's crazy. He's, and he's really good. And same thing, like you said, he's very explosive. But yeah. Now he's getting to the point where this technique is starting to catch up with his athleticism. Yeah. That's scary to think it, about. After that first burst of explosiveness, a lot of times people can't go past that and keep that pace. Right. So that, I think that's why I like it a little bit better. Right. That's where me as a small guy, that's when now the fight begins. Yeah. You just got to weather the storm for the first minute, minute and a half. and then Dude, that was basically like our teenage years was just surviving until they tire- they got tired and then we'd go in on them. Because mm-hmm. I was telling them uh, a few episodes back, when we first uh, got started doing uh, adult classes and yeah. uh, things like that, it was a lot of just, you weren't, you weren't beating anyone. No. It was just a lot of surviving. No, and I feel like that's I f- largely what played into us being into the position we're in today where we're so much more technical than, and not not a lot of people we roll with. We roll with a lot of people with good technique, but right. a lot of people that are our age. Because, right. you know, we, we were in that adult class. We were going with people who were, you know, 50 to 100 pounds heavier than us, with us right. being like 125 pounds at the time. Right. We had to rely on that technique because otherwise we would just get smashed. Yeah, yeah. And uh, even when we would use technique, we'd still get smashed. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's what, that was the craziest thing. It was like, I know I hit this triangle right, but he won't tap. What the hell? So saying the best way to learn how to get out of an armbar is by being armbarred. Right, right. And see, I think uh, that gave us such an advantage over... Uh, any guy we went against in the future because oh, yeah. by the time we got to being adults and competing with adults, we, we'd we been competing with adults since we were kids. Yeah. So it was it was nothing new to us as opposed to, you know, other younger guys who uh, they get overwhelmed with that, with that man strength and things yeah. like that. I was already used to it. Yeah, the only difference is there are weight now. Right. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Do you remember those days back in uh, RIP US Grappling? But back in... Uh, when we did those early tournaments in, at U.S. Grappling, it was so hard to find people our weight class. Oh, yeah. It was so tough. It was like me and you every time. I know. Uh, I was like, well, damn. Basically, the same thing we would have done yeah. uh, at the gym. I'll never I could have stayed home for this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. It was one uh, when David Porter was still refing for U.S. Grappling. He, uh, it was like me and you went, and there was nothing else. And uh, he was like, "Here, I'll roll with you," because I guess they had a little little break. But even you know, he gave me my second match that day. It was against a ref, and I was like, "Oh." So your match was against uh, just David, or some, or, or David and someone else? No, just David. Like it, I think it was you, and then I went against David because you know I think he felt bad that there was no one like our weight. Right, the, right. But I will say, I hate I hate to see that U.S. grappling fell. You know, dude, that shit broke my heart. No, because that's I don't think. I, I, don't think i've done any other than mma any other grappling competition that's where my love for competition began yeah and i can honestly say this like that is the best tournament i have ever been to very well ran well organized yeah like all like i've been to other uh tournaments and they've been i've always found something wrong with them because it's like uh u.s grappling was the best to me 
and any other place I went to, I always found something wrong because right. it was it just wasn't as good, you know. Yeah, and that that was the thing too is they were you know taking off, blowing up. I really hate, uh, you know the the conditions that this year, this past year has left us in, but just you know U.S. grappling and other other businesses. Just other businesses alike, I hate to see the condition that this past year has left. I know it's been rough, but um, but yeah, no, U.S. Grappling is is definitely sad to see go. I know they're they're still planning on having like Toro Cups, and a lot of those same people will go to those, which would be great. But you know, maybe maybe one day in the future, yeah, we can revive it. Maybe they could. Uh, I don't know if that what they would have to do as far as uh bringing it back. I don't know, but I would love it if they came back. It was best tournament I'd ever been to. Oh, 100%. Even working on, like, you know, I started to be able to work with the refs and be able to ref some matches myself. Um, even working on that side of things and just seeing how everything was run from an inside point of view, it's just very professionally done, very very caring about the competitors. It was never never really about the workers or about you know, about the money there. It was always competitors first. And every time I went, at like I I knew almost everyone every single time. Oh yeah. It never felt like a tournament. Yeah, it always felt like a family reunion. We were just yeah. gonna you know choke each other out. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like oh let's let's go meet up with the guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What um what do you think was one of your most uh, memorable matches from U.S. Grappling? Memorable matches. Something that sticks out to you. Honestly, I'm a, I'm I'm gonna have to say when I went against uh Gavin Corbe. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to go against him for a Toro Cup, and we ended up doing that, and he ended up being in my division that day. And so we were like, well, I guess it's going to be a prequel. And it was a it was a pretty long match. I think it was between 10 and 15 minutes. Uh, I ended up beating him that day, but then uh, Toro Cup came, and we went to the points round. Like, we, we made it past, you know, the submission-only round, and then he ended up beating me by five points. But he is a very memorable competitor. And I think he's got his black belt now. I think I does saw. It? Oh I, yeah, he does. Yeah, dude, he's fucking sick, he's man. He's insane. Him and his brother, both of them, both are they're gonna be at the top of the game. I saw his. Um, this was a couple months back. Uh, I think he was either in the middle of COVID or pre-COVID. I saw that he was ranked number seventh in the world when he was purple belt. Yeah, that's crazy. Hey, that that doesn't surprise me at all. I don't know. No, because once you get to purple belt and on up, everyone's basically a black belt. It yeah, just depends. It, it kind of it kind of intertwines like that. It really depends on the coach's point of view or the instructor's point of view. Right. Like, like if you're number seven purple belt in the world, you could probably compete with black belt and beat them. Oh yeah, and yeah. it's yeah, it's, it's been done nogi too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Especially I've, nogi. I've seen purple belts come out at the top of the game in a you know an advanced division going against purple belts, brown belts, black belts. Yeah. Yeah. That was the. Uh, that was the scariest thing once I got my purple belt because oh, I was yeah. like, Just oh, now I have to face black belts. Oh, this is going <laughs> to be fun. I'll never forget the last tournament I did. It was uh, last January. Uh, I decided I was going to do the advanced division, Nogi. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they started to get into that. What was that app that they started using? Oh, Smooth Comp. Yeah, Smooth Comp. Smooth Comp. Um, they started to get to where you could see your opponent. So mm-hmm. I saw my first match and I was like, let me research this guy. And I did. He was. He's been like a brown belt. He's got like three stripes. And I was like, dang. 
I know you can't look into it because no. then you start to panic. Yeah, I've w- had to start not looking. Yeah, it went well, but mm-hmm. it was just it was nerve wracking. Yeah, I don't care who you are; it messes with your head. Yeah, and I think I had a harder time with the the my second opponent too, which was a purple belt. Oh, really? Yeah, it was just not for the first. I don't know. It was like three or four minutes of the match. I was being attacked nonstop. I was able to stay out of positions, keep him from scoring, but it was nonstop submission attempts after one after the other. I'll see. What um what memorable match I I remember was uh of course the flying triangle I hit. That was beautiful. Shout out shout out US Grappling. You gave me my, my big blow the, up. The beautiful uh Jazz Jitsu logo. <laughs> you basically <laughs> created everything that I've done from that point on. That was the start. Yeah. Um did I ever tell you how that logo came about? No. Oh, so so I can't remember if it was a birthday gift or a Valentine's Day gift, but um, Allison for my for whatever uh, got me that logo made. She went to uh, Mike Cranford oh, yeah, who yeah. makes uh, y'all's logos. She uh, she told him she said uh, I want you to make this. Lo-. She said I want you to just make a logo for him. Right. She didn't have uh, no clue like how what she wanted or anything. But that's what he uh, that's what he gave her, and then uh, when she showed me, I was like, "Holy shit! Like <laughs> this is probably the best gift you could have given me. This is the one. Like, oh my gosh! Like, I I, I really didn't process it for like a little bit because then I really got to thinking about it. I was like, oh my gosh, what if I put this on shirts? What if <laughs> I make this a logo? What if I create a page? What if I do this and that? Like, then everything from then uh, from that point stemmed into what the start of a franchise the franchise baby (laughs) we're taking over jazz jitsu 2021 jazz jitsu 24 7 every day all day every day we just put out um uh by the time you're watching this or hearing this we just put out a new line of merch and they look fucking awesome. Yeah, definitely get your Jazz Jitsu merch. Yeah, we'll de- I'll definitely be hooking you up with some. You know, I'm going to sport it. Just tell me your size and color. We've got purple, black, peach, and pink. Don't miss fresh. out. Fresh. We got to look fresh for this summer. Unique colors for the summer. Come on now. Unique. But yeah. Yeah, man. Life is good. Life's really good so far. Hopefully it keeps on that way. 2021 is uh better than 2020 so far. God, I hope so. What was uh how did the uh pandemic affect you? Um for a while there, you know, everything had to be closed. We we couldn't really train except, you know, you know, going to run or, you know, meeting up at the gym, you know, one on one or something like that. Where I was able to do that, there's some clause in there about being a professional athlete. Um, really there was hardly any training that could be done. Mhm. And so, I mean, yeah, it freed up a lot of time, but at the same time I feel like during that time, I lost, you know, even if I didn't lose a lot of technique, there was a lot of cardio lost. Right. Um, I felt like when I came back to training, I, I almost felt like a new fighter. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, I felt like a baby deer walking like Bambi. Right. But um, luckily, it, it I didn't really get rid of too much. After I trained for a little bit, my body was like, oh, right, this is the norm. But, yeah, I think I think just taking away that training I, I feel like not only me but for a lot of competitors really messed with us mm-hmm. how so just you know 
some of us, you know, we were, we had a lot of momentum behind us. Like uh, October 2019, I had my first pro fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, I typically don't fight in the winter just because a lot of times you're gonna have to travel for fights. You don't know what the weather's gonna be. What it's gonna be unpredictable. Um, but you know, I was planning on fighting a couple of times 2020, and that instantly just shut down. Right. And there, there were even a couple of times, uh, you know, where we were training for fights, getting ready. But then it was like, oh well, you know, this event won't be able to happen, and it, it was it was heartbreaking. But you know, we were building momentum, 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 and just shut down. And I feel like that's how it was for a lot of athletes till about midway through 2020, where uh, certain states are starting to open back up again. But that's you know really dependent on how far you were willing to travel, right? For these shows that may or may not happen due to COVID. Oh, same. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely very tough, man. I had so many competitions and tournaments lined up, and all that shit yeah. got canceled. Yeah, yeah. you were the, you know, you were able to kind of witness that firsthand with you not knowing if it was going to happen or not. Yeah. It was, it was a crazy back and forth between, is this tournament going to happen this week? Yeah. Is it not? Like, what do I do? You never know. Yeah. Um. Did you get COVID? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Not that you're aware of. Yeah. Did well, you feel like shit? No. At any point, like COVID symptoms? So well, I say that saying I wasn't tested. I, I don't want to be one of those that like I, I felt something. I'm like, oh, it's COVID. But there, there was one point. I, I'm pretty sure that I had it, but I wasn't tested, so I don't want to say for sure. But like I couldn't smell or taste, so I, f- I feel like that was a definite, yeah. It, this has been early on. Have you gotten the antibodies yet? No, not yet. Right, you need to go get that shit. Yeah, I need to. But because if you did, if you did have it, then good, you got it out the way. Yeah, exactly. Well, like I said, I didn't want to say for sure. Mm-hmm. I didn't fully know. Are they are they uh, testing you for this fight? No, surprisingly, I I really thought they were going to, but um, not gonna make that happen. Hmm. Well, that might be Which, good. They don't have to stick a rod up your brain. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay with that. Or a rod up your butt. Don't think I want either of those. Yeah, no. Have you seen that where they're uh, sticking swabs at people's butt? In that's China? an actual thing. No, that's a real thing. They really are Ooh. checking them in China through the butt. You got butt COVID. That's gross. Butt COVID. <laughs> that's 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 just as bad as uh. Bovid nineteen. <laughs> yeah, that's freaking Bovid nineteen, bro. Ugh. Can't be doing all that. That's gross. Yeah, man. So, um, you got this fight coming up, right? What's your plans after? You gonna take a little bit of time off? We gonna chill eat. out for a little bit. We gonna eat. Um, if I do fight again, I wanna I wanna try to get it done in like August or September, mm-hmm. mainly because I I would have taken one sooner. But we were planning to fight on March twenty seventh. So essentially, as soon as the gym opened back up in January, we started fight camp. Like right. we had like a week of kind of introduction. We had a couple new members coming in. Uh, just kind of a week of getting getting our feet under us. And then we kicked off fight camp. So by the time I fight, this will have been a you know four month fight camp, just nonstop. And you know how a fight camp starts at the gym, just right? Very intense, very mentally. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exhausting. Yeah, yeah. See, I can't even think of that word. Uh, very mentally exhausting. And uh, so I think of a fight again. I want to make sure it's like August or September. Okay, that's yeah. a good. That's a good little gap. In yeah. between. So I'll take a little break. Um, we're going to the beach after the fight. I can't wait. I'm going to eat all the food. Very cool. What? Um, so uh, on a typical uh, 
on like typically after a fight, what's your regimen? How do you uh how do you party? How do you ball out? What's your what's your what's your routine? Um not really anything different. Right after the fight, you know, I like to uh like How do you like to celebrate? Instant. Like when I weigh in, uh weigh in eating and then after fighting is different. Like you weigh in, I'll eat, you know, a little bit unhealthy, but I won't overdo it just so I'm not sluggish the next day. That's cap. Yeah, right. No, no, no. That's cap. No, I don't overdo that it. That is cap. No, no. Cat. I, mean, I don't overdo it for guys, a, for guys, a mortal. Guys, for a he's mortal. trying to he's trying to be he's trying to be. Uh, nah, nah. I'm so good. No, I I'll eat bad. I don't eat bad. No, I, I most I definitely eat bored. bad. That's cap. I just don't gorge myself the day before the fight. No, the day before. No, I mean the day after the fight. Oh, day after. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm talking about. I'm no, talking no, about no, no, after. No. How do you celebrate? No, I was talking about day of weigh-ins. You know, no, I, I'll no, modestly eat bad. No. But after the fight, I think last time, last time immediately after, my kids' class knows it too. My kids' class came up to me with a slice of pizza and was like, here you go, Mr. Tommy. And that was the most heartwarming thing that they have ever done for me. They were a great bunch. But that. Where was it from? That, uh, The venue, but I think they brought in Domino's. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, I, see like what you're saying. I thought you meant at the gym. No, 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 no. But like, we went back to the hotel. We were just going to hang out in the parking lot and stuff. There was a McDonald's in the parking lot. So it in was like, park? well, it was like two, a parking lot away. So oh, very oh, I see convenient. what you're saying. Like, walk to it in a minute. So I, I walked over there and I got like two Big Macs or maybe three Big Macs and something like that. A large fry. Oh, yeah. It was wonderful. And, and they get a Diet Coke because I think I'm I did a get diet. a Diet Coke. <laughs> I, I like, swear. No, I might have got a Dr. Pepper. That might be the pandemic that kills everyone before COVID. What Diet, diet Coke? Coke. Have you seen the research on that shit? Yeah, it's How got what fucking is it, aspartame? awful it is for you. Yes, the aspartame and but it all the good. other artificial shit. See, the way I like to look at it is the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. I know what sugar's going to do to me. Fair. I fair. don't know what aspartame is going to do to me. Fair. Fair point. See, I like I like the diet drinks because they don't fizz up as much. Like if I drink a Coca-Cola, it's going to be like Halfway hydrating, halfway bubbles. I like all bubbles. I oh, see. I, I like hydrating. I mean, it's a short, short term hydration. Drink Here's the point. I ain't drinking a Coke to get hydrated. Yeah, but I'm also drinking a liquid. I don't want to have to slurp bubbles. Mm, I love to slurp bubbles. <laughs> Slurpy slurp. <laughs> but now I'm gonna be fat. That's the regimen. That's the that's the party. Uh, I had uh, one guy at the gym offer to buy me a beer. Um, I obviously, it'd be an honor for that to happen. I'm not much of a beer person, so we're going to see how that goes. They offered to buy you a beer? Yeah. Dude, they better offer to buy you a 12-pack after this. Nah, Because nah. you're going to get this W. Oh, we're going to get the W, but that's, that's nah, about No, they it. better buy you more than just it's one be beer. What, what's the beer going to be? If you have a beer of choice, what, what, would, what do you drink? I honestly have no clue. You're not. No, I feel you. I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. I. I typically, typically, what I do is some sort of seltzer, some sort of yeah. girly drink. Because I'm with that. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't drink. Like I said, I told him I was like it'd be an honor, and I told him I said I'm not much of a beer person, so I'm gonna trust him on you know his his beer of choice. Let him decide for me. But yeah, I'm. I, I'm with the the fizzy and the fruity stuff. You yeah. know, you guys have fun with your carbonated bread water. I'm gonna 
have have fun with some tasty you know good drinks. You know what's funny is that's exactly what it tastes like. Yeah. It tastes like they let they took a whole loaf of bread and just stuffed it down in a can and then just said, Let it fizz. Yeah. It's like, exactly what it like tastes like. Like they put one of those like little soda streams. Yeah. yeah. And said bread flavor here. <laughs> yeah. And sprinkle some bread in there. Not the best. But you know, like I said, it told him I was like, it'd be an honor. I'm gonna trust you on it. So we're gonna see how that goes. Have you tried Guinness? I have not. Don't try it. That shit tastes horrible. <laughs> It's coffee beer. Ew. I know. For some people, they, they go, oh, mm-hmm. disgusting. No, nah, not me. That shit sounds disgusting. On the same, it was disgusting when I tried it. On the same but different subject, have you tried coffee boba? Dude, I haven't even tried boba, period. Dude, I hadn't either, and Darlene introduced me to it. It's amazing. Boba? What the fuck is boba? Uh, all right, so it's, most of the time you have it in like tea form. You get it whatever sort of tea have you ever tried Thai tea? No. Okay. I don't I drink tea. Do I look like I drink tea? Thai tea's different. It's tea and it's got like condensed milk in it. Dude, you don't been with them Arlington yeah, people too much. They no, don't got no, you no, all no, hippie no, no. out. Actually, the... No, nah, drink your Diet Coke, bro. The, the U.S. grappling people introduced me to Thai tea. But, um, no, nah, get yourself some boba. You get whatever sort of tea you want. It's like some fruity drinks, too. And they put boba in it and it's essentially like these little chewy beads at the bottom are they like uh the ones you get at like frozen yogurt places no well i think there are some like that but the best kind it's just like it looks like a bunch of blueberries in there yes but you can't describe the texture it's a very good mouth feel but i mean like do you burst them or do you just swallow them you chew them you don't burst them or anything they're just like chewy they're like gummies what is it though like what does it taste Um, like is it like a berry no, well, yeah, they're sweet. It's it's like a sweet gummy, essentially, but just a really good texture. But what does it taste like, though? Like, what's the flavor? Mm, it kind of is masked out by the flavor of your drink, so you really don't taste those. You just you're not selling drink. me well on this thing. I, I'm gonna take you. I'm gonna get you some bubble one day, and it'll be one of your new favorites. Yeah, and we go get you try some Thai tea. That'll be your favorite for sure. Only kind of tea I drink is sweet tea. It is we sweet. in the South, baby. It's very sweet. It's got sweet and condensed milk in it. Ooh. Yeah, I do like sweet and condensed See? milk. See? I do like sweet and condensed milk. Can't go wrong with that. So, when you're in fight camp, what is the food that you miss the most? Uh, it changes per camp, for sure. Uh, last time it was sushi. This time it's pizza. I've been craving it. Like, ever since I heard that there was a Domino's close to the hotel, that's what I've wanted. You wanted Domino's. Specifically all Domino's. all the things you could have in this world, you want Domino's. Well, because I got in my mind that it was easily accessible. And then... You're then, like, I know that's a for sure thing. Yeah, from then it just stemmed a craving. I see. I see. Yeah. So it's been... I actually, same note, I stocked up on like Easter candy too. Like I have a stockpile. I have to have like those... What is included in the stockpile? You know, your basic like... Reese's eggs, jelly beans. Well, you know, you know, I like to buy it on sale. Mm-hmm. Go to Walmart. Yeah, Easter yeah. candy's relatively cheap, relatively cheap, but you can't stock it up without spending like a ton. So I went the day after. Man, when I tell you, I went to four stores. I went to two WalMarts and two Food Lions, and could not find a single box of Peeps. I was very mad. I went to a Dollar General just to check, and they had those little single sleeves. Mm-hmm. 
I grabbed all of them. I shoved them into. Didn't a, even matter what flavor. A, just shoved them all. There was. I, I could tell you there was two party cake flavors, and then the rest were like original. Just mm-hmm. Shoveled them all into. Dude, the Dude, you can never go wrong with original. You can't. But the party cake and cotton candy is the best. I like party cake. Very party good. cake's very good. Very good. The fruity ones are okay. Yeah. I like the fruit punch one. It's good. That one's pretty good. Just not, doesn't come close to those other three flavors. Yeah. So, you said, uh, so, um, what I'm getting into is, you have a girlfriend now. Right. What's it like for her when you're, when you're training during fight camp? Are you a pleasurable person to be around? <laughs> I uh, I like to believe I've been this time. People will tell me I uh, I get irritable sometimes, which I can see. Uh, sometimes I th- I mean I don't get like bursts of anger or anything. I just like every now and then I'll be a little more quiet than usual, a little more a little more grumpy. But more I, sad. I, I feel like because this time I've had you know on, on the opposite end of having a really intense four month fight camp, I've also had four months to cut weight. So it's it's kind of spread it out over time. Yes, that's longer without food, but at the same time, it's I can do it more gradually, and I don't have to I don't have to do it all in such a short amount of time. I say I say that's that's much different than what it would have been for me. Me, it was a lot of angry outburst, uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, mad just rants all the time. Like, fuck! I wish I could just have this. <laughs> I just want this. She tells me I've I've been all right. Every now and then I'm a little more quiet than usual, but so far I feel like I've been all right. We'll see what that last week holds. Yeah, that last week is not good. Oh, no. I was lucky that I never really had to cut weight. I just had to make sure I didn't eat like shit. Yeah. That was really my thing. So uh, how much uh, weight are you having to cut? Um, My normal walking around weight is somewhere. Normally it's like 165 is where I walk around at. Mm-hmm. After Christmas, you know, you, you, your boy, as you guys can tell, I love to eat. Um, uh, after Christmas, New Year's, I got around 170, and that's when I started the cut. And then, I mean, I got to cut to 145, so 25 pounds. What are you now? Uh, I kind of stay around 150 right now, so I've cut about, cut about 20 pounds. And how much longer you got? Four weeks as of yesterday, so we're golden. Not bad. Yeah. So you got how many more pounds to go? Five. Five. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that ain't nothing. Heck yeah. You're That's right easy. there. Oh yeah. You're right there at it. That's awesome, man. Um, do you plan to stay at uh forty five for a long time? Not not the way I'm gonna eat. <laughs> not the way I'm gonna eat. You could you could ask whoever I've been traded with and they'll tell you that that's all I've been talking about. You're gonna move up? Oh, oh, you mean fight at forty five. Yeah, yeah. That's I thought what you I meant. meant like maintain at forty five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I plan on staying in the 145 weight I was weight about to say. I feel like I've finally gotten the hang of it. You know, I went from, when I was younger, fighting 125, 135, and then when I came back at 18 years old, fought at 135, and I was like, this is a comfortable weight class, but I'm also gaining, gaining weight, getting bigger, so I'm gonna move up one, and then it took me a while to kinda get my, you know, gather my, gather my wits, get my bearings, and... I finally feel like I'm getting the hang of the 145 class, and it's it's a long cut, but it's a comfortable cut. Okay, yeah, it's not too draining. Yeah, you're not having to cut too much. I feel like it's it's a good weight class. Yeah, I feel like at 145, I'm I'm at, I'm at good health. I feel like I'm able to move around well. Kind of, I feel like after eating, I can gain five pounds and 
be a little heavier the next day. I feel like that's a bit of an advantage. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Who, um, up to this point, has been your toughest fight? My toughest? Ooh, I'm gonna have to go with Chris McIvey. He he demolished good. me. Absolutely demolished me. That mic is good. And I will say, I, this is in no means an excuse. I I was not mentally there that day. How so? I don't know. I just go into it. I don't know. That day, I just felt way more nervous than I usually did, and it very well could have been the opponent. But I just felt just not there. And um, going into the fight, I, I, everybody told me it's going to be a very hard fight. You know, he was a very good wrestler, you know, great wrestler, very good MMA f- fighter, very accomplished. And uh, going into the fight, I was like, man, this one's going to be hard. And, uh, yeah, he absolutely crushed me. I would, if he if he fights again, I would maybe one day like to go at it again, but maybe be a little more mentally ready this time. And, you know, who knows? He might absolutely demolish me again. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, no, uh, he's not. He ain't doing shit. Maybe I'll last a little longer. <laughs> I just yeah that that one I feel like was my toughest for sure. He uh he hit like a freight train. Dude, and you would never like honestly, you would never expect it because he's not he's not like super buff. Like he's buff. Yeah. But he's not like anything like freakish. Like, he doesn't look like a freak, but he hits he looks yeah. like he hits like a Mack truck. And that's another reason I don't want to go up to the 55 weight class is like he usually fought in that 55 weight class. Oh wow. And so he moved down and it was rough. That was a contender bout, too. So he ended up uh, getting the contender spot, but then he went pro. Looking back at it now, would you have taken that fight even uh, with the situation that you were in? I think Looking I would, back at it now? I think I would have. Like, not even, you know, to be cheesy, but you hear every loss is a lesson. And I think it is. Like, I learned, let me tell you what, in terms of slipping right hands, I gained a lot of knowledge from that fight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I'm a, any fight, any fight that I've taken, whether I've gotten beat or whether I've won, I'm glad I've taken it because it shows too. I'm not going against people who are gonna be, you know, who are gonna be guineas. Right. I'm not going against people who I know I can win against. I I want to know that I have a chance to lose. Right. That way, I have something to be proud of when I win. And it's more of a challenge, you know. It's more. It makes it more exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. It definitely makes you want to get up at. Uh, Six in the morning. It definitely yeah. motivates you more to get up at six in the morning to go train. Makes you want to better yourself because yeah, if you know if you know you're gonna win, what's the point of getting better other than to win faster? Right. So it, it definitely makes you improve your game. I feel like if if I if I weren't into fighting or competition, I feel like my game would not be where it is now. Hmm. Okay. Very nice. And what is the uh, what is the proudest moment you've had inside the cage? I think my proudest moment would be after my first pro fight, winning that, because um, that I was coming off of a four loss streak again against game opponents, uh, Chris McCarty being one of them. But uh, my amateur career did not end well. But I was going against really good opponents, and I was offered this opportunity, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to take this. I'm going to see how it goes. And uh, I knew the guy I was going against had a very, very positive record in his amateur career. And um, after winning that, I felt very accomplished, very proud of myself. It uh, it it almost brought me to tears. I was like, man, this is something I have ex- haven't experienced in a while. So let me ask you, where was your head at after losing those four fights? Because it 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 takes a strong person to come back from 
losing four times and then deciding to go pro. Like it's not only is it a big step up just as a fighter to go pro, but to go pro after losing four times like that, it takes a lot of character. What uh what motivated you to do that? Uh, I think what motivated me is, you know, everybody I was training with at the time I was training, uh, you know, obviously at my gym, Team Rock Eden, I was training in uh, Burlington at Gracie Burlington there. Um, and just everybody I was rolling with, I was rolling against very high level people there. I was rolling against bigger people at my gym and I felt that I was doing really well. I felt very confident in my stand up, and I, I had to take into account that again, you know, the people I were, I was going against, you know, a, a champion at wrestling, a brown belt in jujitsu, just really top notch people. Um, I had to take that into account and realize, you know, these are the same people I'm going to be going against in another league. Just, you know, they're not, they don't have the title yet, but they're pretty much there. I see. So you were, you were kind of in the mindset of, I'm already basically fighting pro level fighters. I might as well get paid for this. Pretty much. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. And it's just the next step into my dreams. You know, I've always kind of, ever since I was like 10, I went to my first fight. I wanted to make it, make it big in fighting. And that's kind of been my dream ever since. So I knew that was just the next step. And, um, it was funny that fight actually it was for fight night challenge which you know very well mm-hmm. um they came back they were my first four fights as an amateur when i was under 18 and they came back and we were like well how about we do a pro bout against jacob ashley who was my first spartica fight which i feel like it it almost went the distance i feel like i almost had it in the first one or two rounds and then he came back in that third and you know, did his thing and he got me. Um, but we were going to do a pro bout against him and, uh, he wasn't able to take it. I forget the reason. Um, but we still kind of considered the bout to be pro and then ended up being matched against, uh, Brett Adams. Okay. Okay. So, um, is this fight, uh, just like a regular fight or is it like a contender fight or anything like that? Uh, no, this one, as far as I know, is just a regular fight. Um, both of us very low records on the mm-hmm. pro. Just starting out. Yeah, he's 0-0, I'm 1-0, so. Do you have it mapped out in your head how you want to uh, navigate your career now? Um. How do you, how would you like to uh, navigate your career at this point, being a pro? Not really mapped out. Um, obviously, I'm going to take any good chance that I get. This one being uh, Derek Brunson was he he came in contact with us mm-hmm. and asked for us to be on his card and obviously that's a huge honor so I'm not gonna say no to that it didn't say no but I had to kind of postpone it for a little bit and like I said we were gonna do the March 27th show but that didn't work out so we're like let's get on this show now so I feel like that's a good opportunity so really just any opportunity that comes obviously we're gonna look at it first but anyone that comes we're gonna bite. I see. Make sure that money correct. Right. Make right. sure that check is right. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> Hold the uh, mic a little closer. I got you, I got you. You want it like a fist away. Like about like this much. Put it in the mouth. Yeah, just... <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I was definitely concerned after the four fights. Yeah. I was definitely concerned. I was worried about what you were gonna do next. Like, is this something you were going to keep doing or, you know, I, I was unsure. Like, even 
you know, as well as I know you, I didn't know what the fuck you were going to do next. Like, where was your head at after losing that last, that fourth fight? Honestly, I at losing that first one did it for me most. I uh, I was on a five fight win streak. You know, granted, most of them were not were when I was under eighteen, but I was fighting people either the same age or a little bit older than me still. Mm-hmm. And then you know, I turned eighteen, came back, uh, won that fight. So I was on a five fight win streak. That first one did it for me. I, I think that messed with my mental state more than anything. Uh, it, it took me a minute. You know, it was a three round three round brawl, and he got me in the third round. Yeah. Um, but really, I think after that fight, I know I physically uh, I didn't want to move, but that very well could have been because of the mental state I was in. I sat there kind of in awe for a moment, mm-hmm. and I was like, man, I, that really happened. Like, this is real. 100% I lost. And, uh, you know, after that, I feel like my mental state was pretty okay, but after that fourth one, like, like I said, that my proudest moment was that first pro fight when I won, and I think a lot of it was because I was almost shocked to win. Like right. I, I was, it wasn't the norm anymore, and so when it happened, it it kind of just it it surprised me. Like I had been training for months, and you know I've been dieting, putting in so much work. But part of me was like, you know, this this is another fight. You know, we we might have those same results. Isn't it crazy how you can go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows? Yeah. Like for like you said, you were on a five fight win streak. Everything was going well, and then. You go to four loss win streak. I mean, four loss lose streak. Like, it's crazy how everything can just change just like that. Yeah. Like, it's insane. And to have the mental strength to come back from that, I mean, it's it's pretty admirable. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. It, is, it is hard, but, you know, if this is something you want to do, you got to you gotta kind of just uh, ironically take the punches. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ironically. No, I ain't taking no punches. <laughs> you can have all that. Yeah, I feel like I'm already kind of punchy as is, so we'll just, <laughs> I might as well just keep on going with it. So, um, what is your uh, what is your aspirations? What are your goals with uh, fighting and just with anything in general? Where do you uh, where do you see yourself five to ten years from now? Um, five to ten years from now, I I do hope to be kind of I hope to be known. Really, I want to be. I want to be known. You know, whatever promotion I end up in, whatever opportunity seeks me, um, I want to be known. I want them to be like, "Oh, that's Tommy Quasi. He's a really good fighter." I don't want to be somebody who, you know, fights every now and then, and w- whenever he gets the chance, and then you know, maybe get a couple wins every now and then. But you know, maybe a town knows him, or maybe a city knows him. I want. I want to be way bigger than I am now. So you seek fame? I do. Glory. Glory. Interesting. I'm like a gladiator. Because uh, every, uh, it's said about athletes a lot that every athlete seeks something, whether it be fame, money, or uh, just some personal challenge they need to accomplish within. That's interesting you said fame because I feel that same motivation i feel that same drive like i feel the same way you do in that i want to be known i want i want to be in the lights right of the biggest stages you know yeah like you know as as big as either you know not to be not to be generic but either conor mcgregor gordon ryan everybody knows them right everybody whether you do jujitsu whether you watch mma do mma whatever everybody knows those names when you see them you're like i want to be that guy yeah 
and I feel like there there are a lot of people's motivation as well. Like people see a lot of these good fighters, and they're like, "Man, I wanna I wanna start fighting. I wanna start getting into this." And I feel like it, it brings a lot of people in it as well. And I wanna you know not only for me, but bring uh bring respect and reputation to you know my gym too because they've done a lot. Team Rock has done a lot to help me or Gracie Burlington. Uh, Capital MMA, Lux Boxing Gym, a lot of them have done a lot to help me and kind of get me where I am now. So I'd, I feel like I'd like to use that bit of recognition and kind of put it towards that. What are uh, some of the things they've done to help you? Uh, you know, I, got, I go to these different gyms for different aspects. So mm-hmm. my gym, Team Rock uh, in Eden, and then Capital MMA over in um, Lorton, Virginia. Both of them are kind of MMA gyms, so they work on a wide aspect of things, whether it be Muay Thai, Jiu-Jitsu, uh, or whether it just be like a cardio. They actually just added like a ruck class at Capital MMA, too. A what? A ruck class. What is a ruck class? Uh, you ever see those ruck uh, things where they carry like the big weighted vests on and they go like run? I, I don't fully know. I don't feel... Uh, I don't feel right describing what a ruck thing is. So running with a heavy-ass west, west, uh, vest on... Essentially, and there's like a bunch of like is that physical like, challenges and stuff too to go with it, and it's is that like CrossFit? Uh, I've seen people do that quite. in CrossFit. It's yeah, they do it in CrossFit. I guess they would have like rut classes and stuff, but they're like, you ever see like the Spartan races and stuff? Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah, I've never seen like it, but the, I've heard of it. Like Tough Mudder and stuff like that. It's somewhere along the lines of that. Okay, but I think it's slightly more intense. That does sound intense. Yeah, so. They had one of those classes. So anyway, you go rucking. Well, I haven't done it yet. They just uh, they moved locations and added that class. Hmm. So I think I'm going to want to do that soon. Um, but yeah, they work on a wide variety of things. Lux Boxing Gym, they're, you know, in the name, a boxing gym. Um, they what have some people. Yeah, some people actually do. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, he, he'll, I can message him and be like, hey, you know. Are you going to be there this day? I, I'm free this day. I'm available. Come and you're like, all right, I'll get some guys in that are about your size to work with you. And then let me tell you what is good work up there. So when you go, you go for sparring? Yeah. Okay. Do you ever go just for technique? Um, I haven't been for like a uh, technical class or a private lesson yet, but he'll, you know, he'll help give me some pointers and stuff and I'll spar. Uh, two main people I spar is uh, Justin Gunter and... I forget his first name, but his name is uh his nickname's Muscle Evans. <laughs> his I always tell you that is a terrifying D'Angelo. No getting hit by him. D'Angelo is his name, and let me tell you Dude, that D'Angelo. You are, that sounds like the toughest name. You are one hundred percent correct in not having a desire to get hit by him. He hurts. So does Justin. They are both they're both monsters in and out of the ring. Um, but Muscle yeah. sounds like a guy who'd have like humongous traps and like freaking. Brock Lesnar arms and just fuck. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Mad. And he's like, he's my size, but just nothing. But oh wow, muscle. he's your size. Yeah, just nothing but muscle. He's terrifying. <clears throat> so you can't. Super dodge nice him. dude. Yeah, he's super fast, super hard, like really, really powerful. Um, but yeah, no. So I go up there, put in work with those guys, and you know a couple more. Um, and luck, you know if. And Marcus Luck, if he's able to, you know, he'll give me some advice, give me some pointers on what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. And he's he's helped my stand-up game a lot. And uh, heading up to Burlington, to Gracie Burlington, work with uh, Spencer Knupp, everybody down there. They've 
they've really improved my ground game. Very cool. Yeah. What um what are you doing at uh your own gym? Uh, a little bit of everything. So Mondays we got Muay Thai, Tuesdays Jiu Jitsu, Wednesdays we got the MMA class, and then uh, Thursdays sparring. Cool. So a little bit of everything. Uh, yeah, you've seen it during fight camps on Wednesdays. That it's an MMA class, but it's really just a mental toughness class at that point, and physical toughness. Like Wednesdays will put you through the ringer. Right. Right. When you um when you're in fight camp. Is it more of uh, tuning things up, or are you actually um, going over things and learning learning new things, or is it just let's fine tune what we have and make it better? Uh, a little mix actually. So at first, like within the first, depending on how long fight camp is, within the first maybe like month, I feel like is the average. Um, Obviously, we'll ramp up training, start picking it up cardio-wise, really trying to push ourselves, build that cardio up. Um, but really, uh, along with that, trying to, you know, learn what we need to learn, you know, where where we went wrong in our last fights, or if it's our debut, which we have one of those, and uh, we got Dylan, it's his debut, and we got Grace, this will be her third fight. So still not in the game long enough to know, you know, strengths and weaknesses, Um you know it in training, but you know fights different than training. Um, just really trying to f- figure out, you know, if we're doing anything wrong, fix that. But then after that, it's really just keep what we have, fine tune that, and really ramp up cardio because I feel like I feel like cardio is one of the biggest things in a fight. Yeah, definitely. One hundred percent. I know you felt that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's very rough. Um, I, I agree. I uh, I think during fight camps it shouldn't be as much instruction as it is uh, training and drilling. Right. Because at that point, you know, are you really going to become a yeah. uh, master at whatever new thing you want to include in your game? Right. That's no. why. That's why I'll never get like, uh, you know, obviously before a fight you warm up, but. You got those, you know, corner men or teammates warming up with you, and they're trying to go over new stuff with you before yeah, you fight. Yeah, that's no point. You're not going to retain that before you step in that cage. Yeah, because um, I can tell you from experience, it's you're not going to remember shit. No, not at all. You're just going to go back to what you did every single day. Exactly, back to basics. If the only thing you've worked is an armbar, you're going to have that. That's it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, no, it's. I feel like. Like I was like I was saying, cardio I feel like is the most important part of a fight. One of my friends told me, "Yo, hips, um, in a fight, I could be getting this phrase wrong. Correct me if I am, Joe. First round's technique, second round's gonna be cardio, third round's heart." And I feel like that's very accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my like uh, when I was fighting, it was a combination of all three every single round. Yeah, it was so crazy, like. We had to rely on toughness so much. Yeah. Like, ugh. I think back on that now, I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I almost relied on toughness too much. What do you mean? Like, I would eat a shot or two to get one in. Oh, yeah. Like, you know that's the wrong way to do it. That's not a good idea. (laughs) You don't get hit. Don't get hit. (laughs) You got all these bigger people hitting you in training. You're like, oh boy, you're smaller, so I can take it. Have you ever gotten knocked out in the training room? I haven't. You haven't? Knock on wood. (laughs) Knock on wood. Have you ever been dazed? Oh, yeah. I've been dazed a couple of times. 
Dude, I can tell you, I I I probably think I got dazed, but I might have gotten like knocked out. Was um one this was a while ago. Uh, I was sporing uh, Lee Pruitt. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and he uppercutted me, and I was like, "Fuck!" Like everything just went black. Yeah, but it was like quick. Like I be- I went down, but I got right back up. But just kind of like took a knee. Yeah, Ugh. that was scary. Yeah, he was one of them that dazed me too. Um. He caught me with a big, I don't even remember what hand it was, caught me with a big hook, and that, it kind of, I saw black for a second. I was able to stay standing, but everything stopped, and he realized, he was like, you okay, man? I was like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's okay that you're probably 100 pounds more than me. Yeah, yeah no, it's Sure, okay. I'm fine. You know you messed up when he looks at you and goes, good, good. Oh, yeah, I'm like, no, yeah, not no, good. No, it's not. Round's over. We still got three minutes left, but uh, we did a two-minute round, so. Did you see the Francis fight? Mm-mm. Did you see the highlights? No. <sighs> you want to talk about flatline. That dude flatlined Stipe Miocic. Oh, no, I did see that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He flatlined him. <sighs> Like that's what I think was in the back of my mind every single fight or every single train every single sparring session was. Yeah. I was like, just please don't let that happen to me. Yeah, and that's terrifying to think about. But at the same time, if you do get flatlined, you know, it's your problem for like a second and then you're asleep. So it's it's not <laughs> it's not anything to be nervous about. I guess it's a good way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not your problem for long until you wake up, but after that, it's not much of a problem. Yeah, CT is definitely not a thing. No, no, no. That What's brain damage, you know? You guys believe in brains? Damn brains. Dude, it's so it's so weird now. Like, uh, and this is probably just for my ADHD, but, like, I'll enter a room and be like, why come I here for? Oh, yeah, all the or time. I'll forget what I'm even looking for or uh, just randomly, shit like that. I got to trace it back. Like, I'll be driving down the road thinking, you know, I got to get this from the store. And I'll get to the store. It never fails. I create a list, and it's like three things. So I'm like, I don't need to write this down. It's three things. Milk, cheese, eggs. You know, three basic things. I'll get there and be like, all right, milk, eggs. What's the third thing? And I never remember. There's always (laughs) one on the list that I don't remember. (laughs) It's so bad. It's crazy, man. So, let's take it back, back to the beginning. What was your first day like in the uh, adult class? My first day in the adult class? Mm-hmm. What was that like? Uh, let me think. So, my very first day, not not when I s- started the adult class, but they were just like shorter, man. And they were like, okay, well, you can come do this. We were in the old building mm-hmm. at BPG Celebrations. And uh, I remember I was, I was small. I was like 100 pounds. I was very little. I was still in the kids' class. I was still a kid. I was, you know, maybe 10, 11 years old. And my dad went to go train, and I went with him. And uh, I was sitting there, and they were short of man. And he was like, Tommy, how much you weigh? And I was like, like 100 pounds. And he was like, all right, come on in. And I'll never forget that day because I was so excited. I was so hyped. And they were like, man, you know, you're, you're hitting this left and right. And I think back now, they were obviously letting me do stuff. They were, they were working with me and letting me beat them. But just that alone, I feel like it felt really good. I was so energetic when I got back to the house. I was like, look, Dad, I still got all this energy. I can do the adult class. And I was like, yeah, good job. <laughs> 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 I 
as he's struggling, probably from getting beat up by <laughs> other men. They were going full force with him. I don't know. I was, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, man, I was probably pretty annoying. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, did, I didn't dude. stop talking about it. But yeah, and then once I finally like got into the adult class, it was a, it was a different experience because at, at that point, I'd gotten a little bit bigger, not much. People were still working with me. Mm-hmm. But I was like, man, this isn't as easy as the first night. <laughs> they're beating me up now. <laughs> now they're not taking it yeah, easy. Yeah, now they're, they're not letting me work as much. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my first day was very interesting. Right. Because, and I feel like this is like almost like a a sign that you're going to stick around for a while is if your first day was a sparring day. <laughs> because that was the first day I showed up. And I remember you had told me, you were like, oh, dude, come Thursdays. That's when we spar. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. Okay. I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I got my ass whooped. I did not know what the fuck was going on. Hey, but you came back, though. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been the brain damage. It could have been you loved it. Or it could have been stubbornness. I think that that's the one. Stubbornness of the mix of <laughs> brain damage. Well, no, I'm glad you stuck with it because now look where you're at. I know, you got right? Your podcast, you got Shit. merch, you got you got all sorts of things. You on the road to fame? We're 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 on the road. We taking over on the road. Yeah, I owe a lot of that to you, man. Nah, nah, I just got you in it, and you took off. Took off. Let the bird let the bird fly. Right, right. Wherever the wind takes you, dude. I haven't talked about this, but <laughs> <laughs> and I'm laughing about it now, but I we. We got time to talk about this, but, and you and I know this, but nobody, I don't think I've told anyone else ever why I started MMA. Do you remember? Why you started it? Do you remember why? I remember that you were going to get into football. I was. But do you remember? Do you remember why though? Aside from that, no. You don't remember? Please enlighten me, Bruh. Have you ever told me? Yes, bro. What do you mean? It fucking happened to us. What do you mean? Uh, oh, did you like get beat up? Yes. <laughs> do you not remember? No. Oh, hold oh. on. Vaguely, I remember. Now we cannot. Something say, now about we can't me. say names because. Okay. Fuck! I don't want to get sued. I remember this was sixth grade, so yes. I imagine like a bunch of middle schoolers like ganging up on you in the bathroom. <laughs> no, it wasn't nothing like that. Holy shit. That's how rocking that middle was. Oh, was it? Maybe not okay. ganging it up, all but right, they right. were like Alright, so let's get into it. Okay. So when I was in middle school, I got I was hanging around I wouldn't say a rough crowd. It was more just like It's only so rough you can get in sixth grade. Well, yeah, yeah, they're just shit dicks, and um, <laughs> they were just looking to. They, it was a it was a thing with the middle school kids that they would get into fights in the bathroom. So I was like, "Shit, I'm trying to be like my friends, you know. Let me let me get in there." So then I can't remember who the guy was, but he found uh he found a guy and was like, "Oh, I bet you won't fight Jazz." He found a guy like a promoter. Uh, no, like legit, he was scouting out like he was a fucking promoter. He was like, "I bet you won't find my boy." And then, uh, uh, he went and found somebody, 
And then next thing I know, I'm in the fucking bathroom about to fight some fucking kid. The smell of doo-doo pumped you up. Yeah, there was like <clears throat> the aroma of shit and piss. But anyway, then uh, next thing I know, I'm about to fight this kid. So then we fight, and then uh, he punches me in the nose. <laughs> well, my nose started bleeding immediately. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And it wasn't so much I was like hurt as much as it was I was just bleeding. I yeah. didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'd never, I'd never even been punched in the face. Right. So uh, I was like, oh, hold on real yeah, quick. That's not a common thing. Yeah. I was like, hold on real quick. I'm fucking bleeding. And... um. Uh, then I'm like, okay, I gotta stop real quick. Hang on, I'm bleeding. And I was like, oh, okay, well, cool shot, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, dude, I need you to show me how to fight. What the fuck do I do? I don't, I don't want that to happen again. <laughs> and then that's when you said, dude, you can't be fighting out here. You, you know, come train, come train with me. Yeah, yeah. I still remember that to I this think day. Now that you've said it, I think I remember vaguely that. I still remember that to this day. Dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> like you probably don't remember it as uh as specifically as I as specific as I do, but like I really think that's when everything kicked off. I was like, that's when I think my curiosity was sprouted. It was a stiff punch to the face. Now it was a stiff punch to the nose. Let me ask you, did you ask who you were fighting to show you like did you guys just stop and be like, hey, I'm bleeding now. Good job. Yep. That's exactly it. That's like the best way to end a fight. Yeah. yeah. I wish that's how all fights ended. Hey. <laughs> hey, hold up. Good hold job. Up. My 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 nose hurts. I don't I, I don't stop. feel like doing this anymore. Good job. No. I'm Your lucky. punch hurt. I'm lucky that uh, I'm lucky he didn't fucking just pound my face. Just keep going. Dude, one guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna say any names, but it, one guy. Uh I feel like I already know who you're talking about. He got into a fight. <laughs> he fucking he hit him so hard. <laughs> you know how you used to you used to have in school on uh nailed to the wall those uh paper towel holders. Those yeah, like yeah. aluminum paper towel holders. Yeah, yeah. We fucking hit him so hard, his fucking head went <laughs> <laughs> So not only did he hit him square in the face, he fucking He got the backlash. He got the back whiplash too. Of the aluminum. And then he hit the aluminum too, brah. And this is all no. I remember because um yeah, it didn't stop even the next year because it wasn't even like after that I never I didn't get into a fight again. Yeah, yeah. Um just because I had started training after that and then I was like, Well what the fuck? I don't want to fight again. Yeah. So I just watched people fight because I was just the thing to do in middle school. You'd go to yeah, the bathroom and watch and guys watch. fight. Yeah. And um I remember we got in, we got in so much trouble because we were recording them fighting, and I don't know if I have in like on like an old phone or something. Yeah. But like it was this kid getting his fucking shit. <laughs> Day. And you could tell it was a clear mismatch, and that guy had no business. It like the guy was like a f- fucking five inches taller than him, Middle and this guy was like my wild. Height. Yeah, they're fucking wild, Like, that bro. hasn't changed at all. Like, that, I don't know. I just, I don't think rules of any sort of, like, laws or any sort of rules apply to them. Whether it be, you know, moral or physics, I don't think it works. Like, that, they don't follow any sort of rules. They can fall from unimaginable heights and not get hurt. 
that I don't follow the laws of gravity. It's just Dude, they're fucking savages. Just insane. They've gotten worse, I feel like. Really? I feel like, yeah. Have you been around like any middle schoolers lately? No. You know, I teach the ones in the kids' class. They're great. They're absolutely wonderful. But I hear stories. They're terrifying. Like, if someone were to match me up against a middle schooler, like if that were a thing and it'd be like, hey, your next opponent's a 145 middle schooler, I'd say no. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. They're ruthless. They'll bite. They'll freaking. Absolutely terrifying. Guys, everything goes. Just horrendous. Did you uh, ever get into any fights outside of uh, training? Like one time in like second grade. Oh, shit, I don't care. Yeah, it'll count. Other than that, no. I've really only witnessed, like, one fight outside of training and, you know, apart from, like, actual fight events. And that was the one high school fight that happened, and there were, like, three punches thrown, and then they held each other on the ground, and that was it. (laughs) Uh, I really... It's so so hilarious that after we started training, um, I was like, yeah, I want no part of that. Yeah. I don't want none of that because I witness that on the daily. I'm tired. I don't yeah. want to get beat up. And me, I'm just a very non-confrontational person. Like I remember, I'm sure you remember this too. Yeah. When the, <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> what time? The, the time at Walmart. Yes, yes. We're, go tell that story. Well, we were always told like not to fight outside of the gym. You know, we, right. we train. It's obviously a different world. You know, we could. You know, there's a difference between fighters who train and those who don't. And uh, this one dude came up to me at Walmart. I think we were, speaking of middle school, I think we were still in middle school. Nah, bro, we were in high school by then. You think so? Yeah, we were in high school oh, by had then. Had to have been like ninth grade or something. Yeah. I still had the short haircut. That's that's how, that's my timeline. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we were walking around, dude came up to me, and he was like, hey man, I heard you do, I heard you do MMA. And I was like, yeah. He's like, you think you could take me? And then I just froze. I'm very non-confrontational, so I was like, ah. Uh, and Jazz was like, we can't fight outside of the gym. And I was like, thank you. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> and see, in my mind, in my mind, I knew everything that was about to happen. Like, yeah. I was like, bro, we're about, are we going to have to square up right now? Yeah, Hold we're going to have to do this. Hold on, we're about to do this? Okay. No, it's it's rough. I uh, and you were like fucking. I mean, I don't know. No, I mean, you could come I mean, train, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very non-confrontational, and it's weird for a fighter, but I dislike it, dude. And it's so hilarious because um, one of our uh friends knows that guy, and um, to this day, I still go, "It's fuck you for life." Like I'm like I'm like fuck. You know, I didn't say that to him, but like, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm still like, I'm still hanging on to that shit. Like, shit, I wish he would pull up. Yeah, come but, on in. <laughs> but he's like, dude, he was young, man. He was just being a kid. And I was like, I don't care. He still can catch these hands, bro. Come on, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but like, cause like, it was like we were just fucking walking around in Walmart. It was almost as if they like seeked us out. Yeah, like it, it and it was late too. It was after yeah. class. It was like eight thirty, nine o'clock. Like, bro, I just want to get home, eat my dinner. Yeah, like, like let, me, was, let me let me get on with that. It wasn't like we were just like smack in the middle of the day. Like it was, you know. Yeah, they saw us and they were like, "Oh, let's let's go try to fight them in the middle of this Walmart." Yeah, we in the clothing section. Like, why? Why you the, gonna it fight? was in the ladies' department because we were cutting. through. Yeah, we there. were cutting through. How are you gonna fight with like bikinis and stuff around you? How's exactly. that gonna work? Like, we can create slingshots with them. 
It's so crazy, dude. It's so crazy how crazy we could have been. Oh, yeah. Like, I've do you ever think about that? Like, the amount of shit we avoided? Because I hear, like, stories oh, from yeah. like, my other friends and stuff about fights and shit like that. I'm like... Yeah, just staying to yourself. Fucking wild, dude. And I feel like that's largely why, like... I've, I feel like I'm very outgoing, but at the same time, like, I stick to myself a lot. Like, if I'm not around, like, close friends, like, you know, teammates, I, I kind of just stick to myself. Kind of... Dude, I'm, like, double. I stick to myself and I stick to myself. Yeah. Like, it's very rare you'll just... Just see yeah. out. Like, yeah, it's rare that you catch me, like, approaching somebody. And, like, if a lot of times if I see somebody I know in public, again, if you're a close friend, I'm going to come up to you say, hey, stuff like that. But if, like, I went to middle school or high school with you and I see you, I'm, I'm turning the other way. Not yeah. That, not that I dislike you. I just don't want to have a full, full-blown full conversation. I want to get my groceries and head out. Or if it's, like, a thing where they know you, but you don't know them, and I'm like, oh, that's the worst. And every yeah, time, ew. it never fails. They'll ask you the question, do you remember me? I'm like, I know. Yeah, and you can't say and I've no. gotten to the point where I just say that. I'm like, no, I don't you, know who you are. You feel so bad saying no, but at the same time, you're like, you should have asked. Dude, and the most hilarious part is when they were like a douchebag or an asshole in high school, and you're like, I remember you, you asshole. Now you're a loser. Oh, you loser. <laughs> oh. Okay. I, luckily, I didn't have to experience a lot of that. Yeah. I went to, you know. Go ahead. Not, tell them you went to bougie rockin', school. Not Rockingham. Well, I went bougie school. But bougie was just, school. There was like 80 people in my grade, so I feel like it weeded out all of. Yeah. You were with kids who had sense. <gasps> Mostly. Mostly. <laughs> Mostly. Yeah. So your Life. wedding. Yeah, we're going to go back to your wedding. Your wedding so is next wedding. week. My wedding, this right, how are this you, Saturday. You asked me how I was feeling. How are you feeling? You're the, you're the main event of this. Feel good, man. Yeah. Feel good. I've uh, uh, feel well prepared. You know, I've been working on my stand up. Been working on my ground. Right, right, I right. Feel confident going into this. Right. Now, what's your game plan <coughs> going into my this? My game plan going into this is, I'm gonna hit him with the. <laughs> I do, hit him with the. <laughs> you're now Mrs. Ortiz. All right. You know, hit him with some good so shit. So you aren't taking her last name. She's taking yours. Yeah, bro. Okay, okay. What you mean? I'm the, I'm the I dominant. just wanted to make sure. So, okay, man. <laughs> right. Not the, I'm not the submissive. I'm the dominant. Right. I got you. I got you. Now, after after the press conference at first, how do you see the how do you see the reception going? How, what's your predictions? I'm gonna get lit lit. You all okay? <laughs> Right, right. I'm and, uh, just getting lit, lit. So, do you have a game plan for this? I have a game plan for this, right, dude? I have such a game plan, dude. Right. I'm gonna dance my ass right. off. And now you're and not eat my ass. I don't off. believe I've seen you dance much. Just wait. I can't. I feel like it's gonna be a lot of just. Dude, have you seen? Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of a guy named Michael Jackson? Um, you know I. I might have pop star at icon, one time heard the name Billie Jean Thriller, right, you know, right? Shit like that, nothing too big. Right. Well, anyways, I'm the reincarnation of Michael Jackson. When oh, I'm wasted. really? Really? When I'm wasted, I turn into Michael Jackson. The ghost I don't of know Michael Jackson comes into you and is like, <laughs> "Oh, no, he ain't coming into me." 
Oh, he just, he just shamed. <laughs> That's gross. I love you, Michael. Rest in peace. That's nasty. Uh, did you know, actually, Michael Jackson opened up a clothing store? with uh, What? A denim store, actually. It's called Billy Jeans. I hate you. How dare you tease me like that? I, w- I would have been rocking some. How is he going to open Jackson up a clothing jeans? store? Hey, you don't know. Mike He's, can do anything. Yeah, you're right. You're right. He's got that kind of power. He released a movie after he died. Well, I'm gonna get you out of here, man. We right. are uh, running out of time. We're definitely gonna do this again. We'll uh, we'll oh, catch up with you after your fight. Wish you the best of it. luck, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for tell having them, me on. Tell them where they can check you out. Uh, you guys check me out on Facebook. Uh, I've got a. You know, obviously my personal page, but I got a fight page. Tommy, uh, Little T, Quasi. Not Little T, it's not a rap name. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, tvcjr.mma. If you guys want to follow my TikTok, it very, deals very little with fighting. It's kind of stupid stuff. Uh, Don't follow him. Follow him. It's pretty funny. Don't it's pretty him. great. No, it's oh, not. We're going into ASMR. Yeah. Uh, T-Quizzle, uh, but it's like T-C-Wizzle. Uh, yeah, pretty great. Pretty catchy. Um <laughs> Obviously, I got to give a shout out, uh, Torah. Yeah, BJ shout Day. out the sponsors, yeah, bro. Right. Shout them and out. Hashtag Torah BJ Day. Hashtag Cage Side MMA. You guys know it all. All at the end of my post, but not for real. Uh, Cage Side Toro hooked me up with a bunch of new, bunch of new gear yesterday. So obviously, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sport those new Muay Thai shorts in the fight. Very comfortable. I don't have them on right now, but uh, I'm gonna sport those in the fight. They gave me hooked me up with a couple new tank tops. Uh, if you guys have noticed, Corrupted Arts. Very beautiful artwork here. Proper pour events. Um, they know how to pour a proper drink. They do. Prop- Dude, that they- should be their 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 thing. We pour a proper drink. I th- I think that's a good good slogan for them. I'll, but I'll expect royalties. Oh, for sure. Um, you know, Livingstone Wealth Management. They're one of my sponsors. Help me out a lot. Really? Yeah. What are they? Uh, just uh, pretty much financial advisors, but well, yeah, I know one guy. Uh, he used to go to our church, now he goes to a church right up the road from me. Super nice guy, Justin Smith. Um, he uh hooked us up, kind of helped us out there with the sponsorship. Uh, the dude designs, you know, Mike Cranford with your logo. He designs all of our shirts and stuff. Fucking dope. Uh, gee, um, I'm trying to think. Screen Print Plus, they print all of our most of our shirts. Uh, are they hand, are you are they giving you money? Do what? Are they a sponsor? Are they giving you money? No, but they always. Oh, then they don't know. Then they ain't getting no, this promo. Give them a shout they ain't getting this give promo. Them a shout out. They it's super nice. They always support us. Come to the fights. Um, no, I'm just salty because they uh, they sent out like half of my shirts one time. Yeah, and then they didn't send the other half. Oh no! I was like, bro. Well, I mean, it was COVID, so yeah, yeah. You gotta give them a little little leniency. But uh, nah, man. Uh, I feel like that's all my shout outs. Shout shouts out my my gym, uh, teammates, Capital MMA, Lux Boxing Gym, uh, Team Rock, obviously, and uh, Gracie Burlington. And shouts out Jazz Jitsu. And your lovely girlfriend. I always have to shout out Allison and everything I do because that's a given. Because that's the A one. You yeah, know. shouts out, darling. I will say she has to put up with all your bullshit. Oh, one hundred percent. I will say that she has been she's been doing this diet with me, and she's been she's been really sticking with it and helping me through it. And uh, 
it, it's helped a lot. Like my mom normally does that as well, but um, yeah, no, it's helped a lot. She definitely doesn't have to do that, and she's been sticking sticking with it, sticking through this with me, and means a lot. Shouts out to her. I apologize in advance if I get grumpy on that last week. Uh, my bad. I feel like I've been pretty okay so far. So but, you get a pass. Right, right, right. Sweet, man. Sweet. Well, man, I'm glad you came on. I Thanks appreciate for you for coming. Me. I'm glad I was able to. We'll definitely do this again, man. For sure. Peace, guys. Peace out. I have bad news for you.